everyone, welcome to Founders 365 with me, Stephen Haggerty. Today, I'm joined by the founder of Hatless Studios, Mr. Chris Fippin. How are you today, man? I'm doing all right. I'm doing all right. The weather is improving, and that's I'm oh, good. So British. So British. Straight away, all about the weather. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> all right. How are you? I'm good, man. I'm good. I'm crawled out of bed, been ill all week, but hey-ho. Like you said before the call, on the grind, grind for the go on on the grind. Although I hate that, I hate that whole like hustle grind thing. Uh, yeah, the, I think the opposite is also equally frustrating. You know the the whole like work life balance thing. I saw a video by Simon Sinek where he's like, th- th- "That's not a thing because they're one and the same. They should be supporting rather yeah. than balancing." That's a good point, actually. Supporting rather than balancing. I like that. How yeah. do you think you have a good supporting work life balance? I think so. I think like everything I do for the company is like stuff I'm doing for me as well. And for my friends, um, like it's a vector for me to look after my peeps. Basically, Mm. I I like looking after people and I can do that through through this. So it's a little bit like you're trying to build a cult. Well, the cult (laughs) of me, it's, it's better than the other cults. Well, yeah, that's what they say. Anyway, Hatless Studios, what is it about? And what are you guys? What are you guys trying to do? Yeah, so we're a software development company staffed entirely by students um, at the University of Exeter. Um, the focus is on making bespoke software products, so websites, mobile apps, desktop software for SMEs in the area. Um, with the idea being that students need experience. So some of them have a good amount of experience, but not not professionally. Um, businesses need software and we can we can pair those two things up um, that, that's the main aim excellent how long have you been going uh it's it's our first birthday on march 8th oh what are you gonna uh, do then? as uh ho- hosting a big lunch with anyone we've ever ever contacted ever <laughs> um so yeah you'll find yourself on the invite list now oh i'll be i'll come down why not and the yeah, I've, i'm, it, I'm long it. overdue a trip to exeter anyway yeah, um, do it. come see your family exactly see the fam so what's obviously interesting is that it, it's run by entire, you know, you're, you're hiring and running by students. So mm-hmm. my first question is, how do your customers respond to that? So it's interesting. I'd say probably about, I'd say maybe 20% have a somewhat almost um, fearful response. Like, mm. oh, can I trust this? Um, but like the remaining 80%, particularly people who actually work in the tech industry, are like, yeah, we know that this is the generation that have got a lot of experience with this already. Um, like so some of our team have more experience with actual software than people in industry. Yeah. Because they've been coding since, like I've been coding since I was 11 years old. Um, puts me at 10 years experience, kind of give or take. People forget um, that though, don't they? They, they just yeah. look at an age and they go, oh, you're however old and that means you only have a couple years experience yeah exactly exactly um but the majority of of people look at it and see like okay this is the next generation this is people Mm -hmm. who are i'm going to be employing in five years time i might as well get to know them now they have skills they're they're cheaper um, (laughs) if if we're being candid yeah um and that they have the fresh ideas and i think Mm -hmm. those fresh ideas are what are really I mean, I've just recently been asked to consult with the university on their digital transformation project, which is a huge budget. Um, but it's because as a student, I've got, I know what other students want. Yeah. Um, 
and I know, I know how to piece those things together. So exactly. it's, it's, it's so fresh how, ideas. How did you get to the stage where you thought, okay, I'm going to make this business. I'm going to get fellow coders together and we're going to provide a service that is going to rival, you know, the big dogs, let's say. Mm. Um, I mean, initially it was just me and a few friends um, just kind of working on projects, not for money, just making our own stuff. Um, uh, games or just little tools to help automate away the menial tasks of our lives. <laughs> Um, and then we started seeing emails. We were both, uh, we were all on the, um, uh, the computing society at the uni and the computing society would get emails saying, Hey, we need people to do this kind of stuff for us. There's money involved. Do you know anyone? And we were like, well, clearly this is a, a, a market untapped. Mm. Um, so yeah, there were originally three of us, then it grew to five, then to nine, and now we're at 15 people. Wow. Uh, just in Exeter. And the plan is to, to spread that to other other universities as well. Yeah. Um, and how are you going about building the business in terms of gaining clients, gaining traction in that sense? So, so far, we have done a grand total of zero marketing. Um, it, it, it's all been word of mouth. Um, we're really lucky. Exeter's a really great place for this because... Mm. Um, so the Tech Nation report from last year, um, I think the, the quote is something like, uh, we're at 20% digital talent capacity, which, wow. which sounds like a whole lot of jargon. Uh, but it basically means we could times by five the number of digital marketing, digital graphics, software development um, uh, employees we have or, or uh, individuals that have those skills and only just meet market demand. Mm. So clearly, particularly if we're providing a competitive price point and we've got those fresh ideas as well, um, it, it, it's a market that needs filling. Definitely. Uh, so, yeah. what, what's been the hardest part of working with students from yourself in terms of that founder's position? Yeah, uh, I mean, working in general, it's actually just been like time management, balancing like my time alongside my dissertation and all of that stuff, that's pretty hard. Yeah. But in terms of dealing with like other students, the general thing is like a lot of them do, like we work flexi hours so that they can go out drinking, etc. But some of them the are still learning. How, yeah, uh, some of them are still learning to be professional, um, and we're 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 a really friendly bunch. We like my, my philosophy is um, that that we are software with personality because that's something that we don't really have very much. It's it's you have one or the other. Um, so they're kind of, but they're still learning how to interface with clients, how to get into a consistent work schedule yeah. um, and stuff like that. So I, I, I'd say that's probably the hardest bit, um, but they're, they're all things that are manageable and they're things that are getting better over time um, as I figure out how to coach people into the right mm -hmm. right area. And is this your first, your first business? Yes. Yeah. I mean, I, I'm 21, started it when I was 19, really. Yeah. Um, I had prior to this zero entrepreneurial knowledge, experience, desire. You just love to code. Yeah. Well, I wouldn't even say I love to code, but ultimately I, I love people. I love, um, I love linking things together. Uh, mm. I'm a jack of all trades. Um, I can code. Um, I'm currently teaching some Python to, uh, along with some of the team to other students um, funded by the university. Um, but for, for me, it's, uh, uh, I, I'm much more about learning a little bit about everything because that way you can you can piece everything together. 
Yeah. Um, you look at health tech. You you need neuroscientists. Um, you need genetics. You need the programming, the maths, all of that stuff, the electronics even. Mm. And I know a little bit about all of those things, but I wouldn't be able to master in any of them. Um, so, so knowing that, how has that changed in terms of who you bring on board? Ooh, that's a good question. That's a really good question. Um, generally, my approach is I don't, I don't care all that much what skills you come into the company with. What I want is people who can learn, want to learn, and have new ways of looking at things. Mm. Um, and, and we've had from day one the rule, like, regardless of desperation or need, we do not hire assholes. Um, <laughs> it's a good it, rule. It's, it's, it's a, a solid rule. It's, it's a very simple rule, but it's like company culture is so important and it's been mm. neglected in so many organizations for so long. Um, and, and we really want to make sure that, yeah, we've got skills coming in and people who are who are good at what they do. But if someone comes along and they're the perfect candidate, but they're an asshole, they don't get in because that's just going to bring everyone else down. And that, yeah. that's not okay with me. Do you feed that um, back to them? What, that they're an asshole? Yeah. <laughs> uh, no. Luckily, I haven't I haven't had anyone that fits that character. Right. Good. Yeah. Not yet. Um, like, like we, we've had a few people come through and they just don't have the right skill set. Mm. Um, that they, they don't have... Um, that, that we can't see any inkling to have like learned or worked on other projects. Mm -hmm. um, and, and I've fed that back to them and, and they've gone away. And, and one of them's just reapplied and said, hey, I've been doing this and, and this nice. now. I'm like, cool, okay, cool. Let's, let's have a chat. Um, but yeah, luckily there aren't very many assholes, thankfully. <laughs> That's probably well, not yeah. true. There are loads. Yeah, yeah. They, they just haven't quite reached you yet. Yeah, yeah. But it's going to happen, let's face it. Yeah, I'll get a swarm. Yeah, hopefully not after this podcast. But, no, hopefully not. Yeah, hopefully we attract a nice audience with no or very little arseholes. <laughs> yes, yeah. So ideal. with Hatless, for you, obviously, you know, you're you're still at Exeter. You're hiring people at Exeter. Uh, are you in your final year? Yeah. What happens after your final year? What happens well, to Hatless? Yeah, uh, it, it goes boom. Um, it's... Uh, we're in a position now where we're actually profitable enough that I can carry on working on it full time once I'm once I'm finished, um, mm. and that's the plan. Um, the kind of I, I'm in touch with some people kind of in my network who are interested in helping expand the business and helping it grow like faster to other universities. Um, we're running a big summer program called Summer of Innovation, mm -hmm. um, and like all of those things can be reproduced in other places. And so that's my aim is finish uni, pay myself a very small salary just so I can, you know, live. Um, and yeah, continue growing it because I think it's valuable. I think Definitely. the students like it, the uni like it. The how do like you think, it. how do you think the business will change when you're no longer at a uni campus running the business? So, yeah, this is the, this is the really tricky one because I'm staying in Exeter. I'm going to have access to the, the the same facilities as before, give or take, on campus um, that, that they've already set up. That I'm allowed to continue using the space, etc., which is nice. Um, I, I think the biggest thing is actually going to be there's almost a social difference because it's going to be a uh, oh, see now you're not a student, so you're 
uh, you're like enslaving students. <laughs> it's like while I'm a student, it's okay because it's yeah. like, oh, these are just my friends. But that that kind of social dynamic might change. Massive. But but I'm I'm hoping that I I come across as as friendly enough and honest enough that mm. people will just be like, yeah, no, he does actually just want to do good because that's what I do want to do. Yeah. Um, but is the intention to always just have students, or what about when your fellow students at the moment that you've hired also graduate? Does that mean that they no longer qualify to be an employee, or how does it work? Yeah, so so we have kind of two main ideas. Um, the the main one is we're, we're really interested in setting up kind of recruitment pipelines. Um, mm -hmm. We I, in an idea like one of our people's going off to Google in September. Nice. Um, uh, and, and the idea is that either you'll graduate and will have found you a place to go, or we will have helped you, supported you in getting mm -hmm. to that place. Because it, we're not just about the work; we're very much like a, we want to help you out. We want to help you grow. Um, so either we'll get you to that place. You'll say, "No, it's all right. I'll go off. I want to do my own thing for a while." Or the other option, and, and I'm still trying to figure out how this will work because it, it's a really different dynamic. Um, but having a, a kind of senior team that mentors the student team mm -hmm. um, and, and kind of have different price points for both of those teams and uh, maybe get an office for those guys. And yeah, there are a couple of different plans around that, but I, I won't say it will disqualify anyone because yeah. legally you're not allowed to. <laughs> that's a good point. Uh Based on whether you're a student or not, can you? I don't know. Is, would it be classed as discrimination? That's a really interesting point that one I haven't my, even considered one yet. Is, one of my clients is a lawyer, so I'll uh, I'll ask him. Yeah, I'm going to make a note of that. That's really important. No, it is important because this is the thing, and, and this is why I asked the question is because in you know right now your business is is fresh. It's it's really relative to you because you're around students you're you're very close to it but what happens in five six years time when you know you've built the business to a certain level do you then just become that creepy older guy that's still hanging around campus? yeah yeah i mean my, my plan is I'm, I'm hoping i'll find someone to kind of succeed me um you're the younger or, version of yourself to come yeah, in yeah 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 I'm grooming someone to to wrong word to you. Wrong word. Yeah, to I you. know. Yeah, that's a good point. <laughs> I I am. Uh, there isn't Men a better word mentoring, for it. Mentoring. Mentoring. I am mentoring someone. Um, You're mentoring uh, your replacement. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. We should work. We should work to make ourselves unemployed. You know, that's our yeah, program. Hundred percent. Yeah, I I agree with that. I uh, I think as founders as well, we often get so caught up in the day-to-day -day running of the business is that we forget what one, why we started and what we want to do with it. Yeah. Um, but I guess you're in one of those positions where it, it's, it's so you're like on the ground, you're like with, with everyone. You're not, you're not at that stage yet where you're having to check in with students because you're, you're still seeing them every day. You're still interacting them with every day, which I guess is a really nice position for you to be in, in yeah. terms of where the business is at. Yeah. I mean, I imagine in a few years time, once I've been kind of like as much as I like to think I can I can learn pretty much anything. Um, you, you can't really learn cultural trends too easily without being really involved. So unless I perpetually stay really closely tied up with students, it's not going to uh, my my trend will become outdated and I'll need to move on to something else. Um, 
But what I'm hoping is that by then, um, like working on the stuff with the University on Digital Transformation is really interesting to me. Mm. Um, that kind of big overview strategy side of things is 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 interesting, and I'm hoping that um, this will, this will set me up with some some nice opportunities there. Um, but for the meantime, I think the next five years at least I'll be all right doing this. You'll be all right. You're still uh, you're still young. I'm still young. Yeah, it's it's when I've got like a beard that doesn't um, like groom up well and i don't look young enough anymore that's when it's going to be a and you hear the students be like that guy's been in here for like 10 years (laughs) (laughs) who is he yeah is he is he is he a lecturer or is he i could just become a lecturer yeah there you go that's your in i could do that yeah yes you're in main problem i hate academia man (laughs) some of it maybe not like no i think i think you know like you said in terms of hatlers a really good route to go down would be almost creating almost like that recruitment arm because it makes perfect sense. Yeah. Uh, it helps your clients. It helps you guys. It makes it means that you're always continuing in that fresh sort of talent yeah. talent development side. Uh, and the industry is not going to get any smaller, right? So if you can no. be positioning yourself at that front level or yeah. fr- you know front of the line let's say where you're where you're getting people into your business two three years before any other recruitment company or any other business yeah that is a huge advantage yeah. um, and one I mean, that particularly in software because yeah. so I've, been, I've spoken to a couple of people I'm, i won't name them just because i don't know how appropriate that is but um uh was talking to them and that they've hired interns to do software and some of these are great software engineers but they say once they hire someone who's been a computer science undergrad, for example, it takes them two years to get build them up to a stage where they are competent mm. at software engineering. I'm like two years after you've done a full degree in this yeah. exact subject before you're competent. Like that's not okay with me. Um, and, and I'd like to not think, okay with your clients either, right? Yeah, exactly. Um, but what we've got, like we've made software that's now being used by banks. We've got um, we're just in the kind of um, tendering process with the european space agency to make them like a Amazing. virtual tour uh of some of them at facilities which i think would be really cool very cool that's in paris um, right uh i don't know where it is actually i think it is i think uh, a friend of mine works there oh really yeah i'm that's pretty cool. sure they're that's based cool. in paris or they've got a base in paris yeah 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 um but yeah it's that's looking promising it's looking like it's going to happen um and uh, oh, I did have a, a trail of thought, which has now vanished. What were we talking about? <laughs> uh, <laughs> Who knows, Chris? Who knows? Listen, for you and Hatlers, what is what is one of the biggest challenges that you faced in terms of growing this business? You know, you're a profitable business, which is quite rare nowadays in terms of a lot of businesses in year one or two or three. I think the biggest problem has been the fact that like ultimately i'm winging this like a lot of this a lot of entrepreneurship yeah a lot of foundership and entrepreneurship is just winging it learning on the job and doing so well Mm. um and like the amount of stuff i've had to learn over the last year has been it's a lot things like like we are uh, our first clients we were really undercharging like massively undercharging you're probably like, oh my god it's so easy to get clients there <laughs> yeah but it's it's like and i was thinking like hmm, yeah we're not making huge markup on this and it's like 
yeah, but is our time worth this much? Blah, blah, blah. Mm. And, and then over time I've realized like, actually, yeah, yeah. Um, we, we can charge 40% market rate, still be immensely profitable mm. and immensely. I, I don't mean like filthy rich, but, uh, we, we can do. We've well. only got the one yacht. Yeah. Yeah. I only need one. I, I can settle for one. Yeah. Um, but it has to be good. Um, Obviously 50 meter yeah. minimum. Yeah. Yeah. 50 meters is that really like yacht size I yeah it just seems i used to work in massive. industry it's like 50 really meters. yeah it was 50 meters was like that that was sometimes even in some circles 50 meters is considered like small that's bigger than my house yeah it's what? not it's a crazy industry um damn that's insane okay yeah. um but yeah I, I guess the the hardest thing has been kind of figuring out the stuff we need to actually operate as a business hmm. particularly while balancing with other studies and, and, and how like have you that. done that then how have you did you get yourself a mentor did you utilize some resources how have you learned sleep deprivation ah the famous sleep deprivation yeah no uh i like networking so i've i talked to a lot of people and i found some really some really great mentors um some of whom are just fantastic people um and they they've uh picked up some of like the big mistakes I've been likely to make and, and stopped me making them. Um, we've got a student startups team on campus. Um, so we use their space kind of like an office, but it's more like a collab workspace actually. Mm -hmm. um, and I guess a lot of it is I, I spend a lot of time Googling and just thinking in general um, and, and just talking to a lot of people. And mm. I, I talk to a lot of people. How do you, how do you know when you, need that support like what makes you google something hmm that's a really good question i mean i guess it's just gotten to the point where i, I get an intuitive feel for where the limits of what i understand are mm. like as someone who spends a lot of time learning about stuff that i've never learned about so like last year I took a, a module in neuroscience, despite the fact that, you know, I've never done A-level biology or chemistry um, and I don't study neuroscience. I just, I just picked it because I wanted to learn about it. And then this year my dissertation is on genetic engineering, basically. <laughs> and I've never done genetic engineering before. Um, you get very used to like, you start seeing patterns from one thing in another and therefore it tells you, I need to look into how this thing works because yeah. that's going to reveal the grander pattern. And I suppose you just start building like an intuitive model of how those things link up. Mm. But in, in terms of like that, there's no like Catalyst. sanity. Yeah. Yeah. Or that there's no sanity check mm. um, for it, but no, it's a good question. I'm, I'm not sure how to. Yeah. <laughs> it's a good. I, I think I'll have. It's yeah. It's a, but it's, it's an interesting one because I think that's one of the things that people struggle with. They they don't know when they need to ask for help or they don't know when to look for that help because they just because they are winging it. And let, and I think ninety percent of the population in terms of entrepreneurs and founders and all that kind of stuff are winging it. Mm -hmm. um, some are just winging it better than others, right? Yeah. Uh, and but when we start thinking about okay, what do I need? to better my business and better myself that's when you start because i think google can be super dangerous right i think if you start it's like if you get 
a headache and you start googling it, you're like oh i've got brain cancer yeah you know? yeah i know it, that it feeling be, very well yeah, it can be the yeah. same as looking on youtube going how to i don't know how to do facebook ads right for example yeah. you're just already stuck in this whole world of people basically sprouting a load of talk and not really giving any answers yeah um yeah but it's interesting that you've got, but it's nice to see that or hear that you've got that support in terms of that, that community. And I guess this brings yeah. on to the next, next question in terms of when you leave, other than being able to use that space, how are you going to ensure that you keep up that support around you to make sure that you're that like best founder that you can be? Yeah. I mean, so for me, I, and I think also in answer to the previous question, having thought about it for an additional 15 seconds, um, is generally when I have a problem or I'm doing anything, I talk to people about it in general, mm. not as like a, Hey, can I, can I get some, some feedback or what am I missing here? Yeah. It's just a, here's what I'm planning. Here are the things I've thought about. Let me know if you've got any other ideas about it. Um, and that's kind of that. I feel like that's how a support network should be built. It's like, okay, we are, I'm going to have ideas about your business. You're going to have ideas about mine. Mm. And as joint sh uh, stakeholders in, in the community, we're going to advise. Um, so I, I go to a lot of kind of networking events and meetup groups and um, working with clients is great, actually, because that they like I, I get sent referrals like from like one particular client that I haven't even met yet. I'm going to meet them on Friday. They've already sent us like they've already referred us over to another client amazing so it's like i'm like okay cool the the network is a is a self-expanding thing at this point mm. um and so I, i'm just going to keep going to networking events and talking to people i think that that's my plan it's what i'm yeah. i won't say i'm good at it i enjoy doing it um and i can i like to think i can talk to anyone about whatever they do and have some insight mm. um unless it's like really detailed quantum physics uh like quantum mechanics is great fun know a bit about quantum mechanics but you know the nitty gritty stay away from nah. um, just, just don't head towards the quantum physics meetup groups there just a bit of a no note. yeah maybe not although i do yeah. have a book on my shelf somewhere titled uh, quantum mechanics cannot hurt you um it's true it's true where is it? It's over there. Yeah. That is me. the it's smallest bookshelf I've ever seen behind you. I've only just spotted it. It's, yeah, it's like that. I've got another one up here of the same size. It's tiny, tiny. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So, Chris, 2020, new decade. Obviously, we're halfway yeah. through Q1. What has Hatler's got in store for growth and all those aspects in 2020? Well, we can't ignore the fact that we're back in the roaring 20s. We're going to have to make some kind of automatic jazz machine. Yeah. Um, that's on the cards. Um other than that, uh, yeah, all, all other goals pale in comparison. Um, that is the priority uh, of the business. That is the priority. Uh, it, it's, a, it's a business pivot. We'll yeah, say. all client work must stop until yeah. the jazz yeah. button has been created. Yes. Um, <laughs> I'm kind of tempted to do this now. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Please note, none of her, his client work will stop. <laughs> yes. Um, kind of main goals, summer of innovation, um, basically student capacity massively increases over the summer. Mm -hmm. uh, the aim is we want to get kind of lots of big, big projects or, or uh, kind of consultancy work over the summer with businesses. Mm -hmm. um, and we've already got quite a few people kind of lined up for that. 
um, big collaborative summer of innovation. That, that's the big aim for this year. Um, other things we've got, um, I'm currently in chats with people at Ulster University in Belfast about starting up a kind of a new branch there. Um, kind of spring. It's slightly far. You could have picked a closer one. It, it's that's just where the contacts were. Um, <laughs> I had I had someone who's like, I've got this you great got, like, in Belfast. Uni. I'm going to do that as well. I'm going to do that as well. It, it's just um, I was talking to someone about it, and they were like, Oh, I know this person in Belfast. They're great. I can put you in touch. They'll help you out. I was like, uh, All right. Yeah. Good why not? Me. Say yes. Yeah. Say yes to life. Exactly. You know, I got yes man on my shelf here as well. Nice. Um, highly recommend um what else have we got planned um some new big projects that's the, uh, the digital transformation stuff with the uni mm -hmm. um yeah want to keep growing keep Continue growing growth. Keep... That's, that's that's what we want um yeah. listen chris my final question to you if you give three tips to any fellow founder or you know perhaps even like a perhaps a younger founder because mm -hmm. i guess you can relate to that more sure. uh but a founder that is perhaps starting their business or, or getting into that world, what would three tips for you from you be? Oh boy. Oh. Say yes to things is genuinely, it is, is genuinely, I think some of the best, but some of the best advice I've ever received. Um, I, I think serendipity cannot be overstated. The amount of clients that I've met just through sitting in a cafe, drinking a coffee and sparking a random conversation with someone yeah, and it leading to something. Um, I'd say that's one. Um, learn to live with imposter syndrome. It's mm. not going to go away. That's a great um, one. And everyone's got it. Um, and I guess my third, read a book called Getting Things Done by David Allen. And Good live book. by it. Because it's going to change your life. All of the other stuff in life, the, the, those plates you've got spinning, they'll become a whole lot more manageable. Um, and, and I guess as like bonus tip, look after yourself, please, because stress is, stress is incredibly useful, but In you got to look after yourself. Yeah. you got to yeah. look after yourself. No, Chris, three, well, four fantastic tips and a really great conversation with you. If anyone wants to get in touch with you, find out more about Hatlers, what's the best way for them to do that? Uh, you can get in touch with me at chris at hatlers-studios.co.uk. Um, or I'm on LinkedIn, Chris Fippen, P H I W P E N, um, or add me on Facebook. I'm, I'm friendly. <laughs> yeah. I don't mind. Or yeah. his phone number is 075. <laughs> <laughs> Chris, thank you so much for coming on. You've been guest number 50 on Founders 365. Oh. Thank you so much, dude. And thank problem. everyone for listening and watching. Join me next time.